pray that you have been encouraged by the singing this morning. Even more than that, I pray the Lord's pleased with our heart in singing and worshiping him this morning. Acts chapter 9, we um, are going to look at finishing this chapter, and then next week we'll be in a different area uh, for Vision 2020 Sunday. In the following week, uh, David Gibbs Jr. will be preaching for us. He's preached here a couple times in the past, and one of my favorite preachers, a um, uh, just a wonderful man. I know you'll be encouraged by him. And then the following Sunday after that is December 22nd, and so I'll have a special message for Christmas on that on that Sunday, and then we'll be back in uh, Acts the last Sunday this month. And so I pray that this has been an encouragement to you and a help to you as we're studying through the book of Acts. One of the reasons I like to preach through books is just so that you understand uh, understand the book better, understand the Bible better. And um, so we've gone through uh, many books of the Bible. Uh, we do that on Wednesday evenings and Sunday evenings. We're in the book of First John. And um, just want, again, for us to understand what God is trying to tell us. And uh, the Bible is full of stories. And the Bible is full of, both through the Old Testament, we learn them all through Sunday school and learn of the stories. But God has, a, has uh, met much that he wants us to learn. And uh, every word in the Bible is there for uh, our benefit to learn. And so as we uh, study through the book of Acts, I want to make sure we understand what's happening here in the first century church, but also how can we apply what we're learning to our lives? Acts chapter 9, verse number 32 of this uh, chapter, we're going to read down through the end of the chapter. And it came to pass as Peter passed through all quarters, he came down also to the saints which dwelt at Lydia. And there he found a certain man named Ananias, which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said to Ananias, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Rise, make thy bed. And he arose immediately. And all the parents said to their children, amen to that, arise, make thy bed. And he arose immediately. And all that dwelt at Lydda Lydda and um, uh, Saron saw him and turned to the Lord. Now there was at Joppa, a certain disciple named uh, Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And for as much as Lydda was nigh to Joppa and disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed. And turning him to the, uh, to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive, and it was known throughout all Joppa. And many believed in the Lord, and it came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with one Simon a tanner. Father, would you help us today? As we look into your word, help us to understand it. Lord, help us to understand how to apply it. Teach us something. Lord, we, we cannot do this in our own strength, in our own flesh. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. And you've promised, Lord, that he would help us and that he would take this scripture and 
Help us to understand, minister to our hearts. And so we ask that you would accomplish that this morning. And we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Peter is in Jerusalem before this, these verses that we read just uh, uh, last week. We saw Peter was with the uh, man by the name of Saul, who will once be the great apostle Paul. Joppa is, is right on the coast. Um, we heard the, the city Joppa in the Old Testament, and we heard it uh, from a man that was running from the Lord, and, and uh, he went down to Joppa. And who, who remembers that story? couple up, yeah. Who was in that story? Jonah. Jonah. You read the story of Joppa with Jonah. Joppa would just be south of what would be modern-day Tel Aviv, and, and uh, it would be about a, in, a, in a vehicle, about a 45-minute or so ride from, from Joppa to Jerusalem. Now, obviously, in those days, they didn't have the transportation that we have today, so it took Peter a little bit longer to get there. Uh, Lida would just be, uh, uh, again, in a vehicle, probably a 15-minute or so drive from Joppa, a little bit longer. Obviously, if you're walking, you're uh, riding on a, on a horseback or a camel or, or a donkey or whatever they would have wrote, ridden on at that in those days. But uh, uh, so just to kind of give you a, a picture, this is, this is uh, about a 45-minute in our day, about a 45-minute uh, drive from Joppa to Jerusalem. And so Peter, the Bible says this, that he is, he is, he is uh, uh, moving around. He leaves Jerusalem. He heads to Lydda. He stays there in Lydda, and he comes across a person in Lydda that, has, that is sick of the palsy, not able to get out of their bed. He's laid in that bed for eight years, people caring for him, people ministering to him, not able to get out of the bed, not able to care for himself. Just simply his life for eight long years was there in that bed. Peter comes and the Bible says that Peter sees him and meets him. He heals him. This man then gets out of his bed. And then not soon after that, he gets word from a couple disciples uh, that uh, someone that is a, a, a good disciple, one that was ministering to others, a, a, a lady by the name of Tabitha, she had died and they asked him to come and ask him to, to help them there in Joppa. In, in our passage of scripture, we read of these who had great needs. We read of these uh, that one had the palsy, one had died. And, and we read that Peter had intervened and that Peter made a difference. We're going to move from a total makeover. And as we look into this passage of scripture and we then begin at the last Sunday of this month, we're going to look at people that have made a difference or a difference maker. You see, when someone is saved, when a total makeover takes place in their life, they should be making a difference in the lives of other people because they're not living their lives for themselves any longer. They're living their lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. And hear me, church, when you decide that you're gonna live your life for Christ, you will make a difference in the lives of other people. Peter here, remember, Peter is the one that after Christ had been crucified, Peter said to the other disciples, I'm, I'm going fishing. He left and he went fishing and not knowing what was going to happen, he would have been satisfied at that point in his life if he just simply would have gone back to fishing. That three and a half years of, of unsurety now, confusion, what just happened to the man that we were following, he leads himself and other disciples to go back to fishing. But Jesus meets Peter Peter then becomes the one that stands there and, and preaches at the day of Pentecost, as we read in Acts chapter 2. 
And from that point forward, Peter begins to make a difference in the lives of other people, specifically here in this passage of Scripture. In our world today, more than ever, I believe that we need Christians that will make a difference in the lives of others. We can't just live the same as the world lives. We can't just be uh, 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 influenced by what the world is doing. We must live in such a way that we are influencing and making a difference in the lives of those that need Jesus Christ. In Jude chapter number one, in verse number 22, the Bible says this, and of some have compassion, making a difference. And I hope that's your desire this morning. I hope that your desire is to have compassion, desiring to make a difference. We need difference makers in this world. We need difference makers in your home, in your workplace, in society. We need people that are be willing to make a difference for the cause of Christ in this generation. Next Sunday, as we look at Gen uh, a Vision 2020, I'm gonna challenge our church to, to be a church that is going to make a difference in this generation, in the generations to come. Make a difference qualities of a difference maker. And I'd like to look at those today in this passage of scripture. What are the qualities of a difference maker? How many of you want to be a difference maker for the Lord? Would you say amen? And let's look this morning at the qualities. What, what do we find here as we look at a difference maker? In verse number 32, the Bible says this, and it came to pass, as Peter passed throughout all the quarters, he came down also to the saints which dwelt at Lida. Number one, I want you to write this down. Very simple. Number one, a difference maker looks for opportunities to make a difference. They don't just make them, let them come to them, but they are looking for opportunities to make a difference in the life of other people. Don't miss that. I know it's such a, such a basic point, but it's so basic. If we're not careful, we can miss this. The Bible says here that Peter left Jerusalem and he went to the quarters. He, he went and on purpose went to look for those that had needs. As he left, he was leaving looking for something. He came across the man. Not only did he, did he, was he looking, look with me in verse number 33, the Bible says, and there he found. Well, how did he find it? You know how he found it? Because he was looking for it. He was looking for an opportunity to make a difference in someone's life. You know, there are so many times many of us want to do something or want to be something or want to make a difference, but we want that to come to us instead of us going out and looking and opening our eyes up and asking the Lord to put someone in our path as we're sincerely trying to make a difference in someone's life. Listen to me, if we're gonna make a difference for Christ in this generation, then we have to be active in wanting to go make a difference. Many Christians, if they had their way, they would just uh, uh, pack everything up and go move on the side of a mountain where there was no neighbors and there was nobody around and they didn't have to be bothered with anything and they didn't have to face society and, and it would just be them and therefore no more and, and they'd be simply happy doing that. But listen to me, by doing that, you're not going to make a difference in this generation. And hear me, God didn't call you to take everything you have to a, to a part of a, of a side of a mountain where you'd never see anybody again. He called you to make a difference. He called you to take the gospel. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature. You know what Jesus challenged us to do? To be a difference maker. 
to take the truth of the gospel to a world that would not know the truth unless someone determined, like Peter here, determined to go. Listen to me, a a difference maker, a quality I see in Peter here today. He made a difference. He made a difference in several people's lives here in Acts chapter 9 because he was looking for the opportunity. What would your life look like? And what would the life of those around you look like if you went to work tomorrow looking for an opportunity to make a difference? Looking for someone that needed the gospel and sharing the gospel with them. Looking for someone that had a need and sharing a need with them. This past week, my wife found a house. She wanted to do something we've never done. We normally go to my in-laws for Thanksgiving and she wanted to go... um, uh, four and a half hours north. And that was, that was seven and a half hours away from my in-laws. And I said, that's a wonderful thing. Let's do that. Uh, I'm all for that until she told me the in-laws were going with us. And then, and so we, um, went way up into Michigan and Northern Michigan. And, um, she found a place on 11 acres. There was not a neighbor around us. There was nobody around. I mean, it was just, it was secluded. It was, it was quiet. And about the second day into it, I said, I got to go somewhere. I got to get out of here. And I went and just drove around. I needed to see people. I needed to see that there was life. I needed to see there was something going on. And just sitting there in, in, in being secluded, it just, it, it, it was driving me insane. It was driving me crazy. And listen to me, I'm all for rest, and I believe that we ought to rest. And, and there's great examples of Jesus going and, and coming apart and resting and spending time with his heavenly father. But hear me, Christian, today, we need to make a difference in the lives of other people. And the one way that we can make a difference is going out and on purpose looking to meet needs in the lives of other people. What would your life look like? As I said, if you went to work tomorrow and your purpose of going to work was to be a difference maker. What if if you actively, from the time you left your home to the time you came home that evening and all day long, you on purpose were looking to make a difference in somebody's life? What would that be? You see, Peter, the Bible says this, Peter left Jerusalem and he passed through the quarters. He passed through all the parts and went from the churches that as he left Jerusalem, you see, the the gospel was going forth. Those that came on the day of Pentecost that were saved, some, many of them stayed there in Jerusalem, but they began to to move out as persecution came. And as the persecution came, they began to move into Samaria and Judea and all the parts surrounding Jerusalem. And, And so we find here, he comes to this church. He comes to minister on purpose. He leaves where he's at to come to this place and he's looking looking to make a difference in someone's life. And let's look and see what happens as he is looking to make a difference. The Bible says, and Peter found a certain man. He found a certain man. Those words there, he found a certain man. He found a man that needed Peter to come by. I want you to think about this. This man had laid there for eight years. This man was, was sick of the palsy. He couldn't walk. He couldn't get out of his bed. He laid there in that bed for eight long years. But because Peter was determined that he was going to make a difference in someone's life, the Lord brings him by this man. He brings him to this man's bedside. And this man is gloriously healed because Peter sought to make a difference in someone's life. 
I wonder who you would touch if you determined that you were gonna be a difference maker. I, I don't know if this man would have been healed by any, anyone other. If it wasn't for Peter determining that he was going to do this, this man would have probably died in that bed. But no, Peter was determined that he was going to help someone. And I want you to see as well this man in verse number 34. And Peter said unto him, Ananias, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. I want you to write this down in a difference maker. Number one, they look for opportunities to make a difference. Number two, they give Jesus Christ all the credit, taking none for themselves. Please don't miss this. See, sometimes as human beings, we just want to go and do good things because it makes us feel good. We like to give so that it makes us feel good. And we want others to know at times the good things that we do. And, and Peter, wasn't, Peter wasn't going around doing good so that he could get any credit. Peter was going around looking to make a difference. And he knew the only way that he could make a difference in someone else's life is that Jesus Christ had to get all of the credit. He didn't say, in my own strength, in my power. He didn't say, all right, I'm a great, the great apostle Peter, and I've done miracles before. And, and just, just, if you have faith, get up and, and get out of that bed. Or if you believe that I can heal you, get out of that bed and, and make your bed and walk. No, what you find is Peter says this. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ... He is the one that makes you whole. You see, as Peter was making a difference in others' lives, he was making sure that they understood that Jesus Christ is the one that gave him all power. They understood it was Jesus Christ who needed to get all the glory. It was Jesus Christ who got all the credit. Could you imagine this size of church leaving every time we meet and going out into our workplaces, going out into our neighborhoods, and going out into our community, going out all over the greater Toledo area, and in the name of Jesus Christ, giving him credit, giving him glory, meaning the needs of people. Could you imagine what that would look like? This last week, I was a wonderful, a wonderful thing. Two Sunday nights in a row, we had, we had a Thanksgiving feast. We honored the Bravos. And then the second Sunday night, last Sunday night, we came back and we had all the pie you could eat. And boy, as we were planning that, I, I, I was excited about that. One of the things, though, as I was resting on that 11 acres with my in-laws, I was resting there and just thinking about the events of the last couple of weeks. And the Lord really impressed on my heart. He said, the church ate turkey and the church ate pie but how many more people could have you, the church gone out and actually blessed in the name of Jesus Christ? Boy, I was convicted. And I'm not saying there was anything wrong with us eating together and having pie together, but what I was convicted of as I was studying this passage of scripture and thinking about the events of this week, what I wanna challenge our church next year to do instead of us just sitting back and, and, and enjoying all of that together, I think next year we ought to go out on that evening and make sure that everyone all over the greater Toledo area has something and we can do it in the name of Jesus Christ. 
I mentioned that to my wife and I said, where could we go? And we just began to write down places, uh, places that we know, different, different uh, uh, places all throughout Toledo, people's homes and, 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 and people that are sick and, and, and people that are homeless and people that are, that are living in families, living in shelters. And we began to put a list together of all the places that our church could go and in the name of Jesus Christ, make a difference in the life of somebody else. You see, we need to be difference makers. We need to be looking for opportunities to make a difference. In church, we need to do it so that Jesus Christ gets all the credit. You never find here that Peter takes any credit for himself. You never find here where Peter says, well, you know, I am a, I am a holy man and I've, I've spent a lot of time with Jesus and Jesus has given me power. You don't find Peter taking any credit for himself. You simply find Peter saying, Jesus Christ makes you whole. I need to hurry here. Look with me in verse number 35. And we find there in verse number 35, and all that dwelt in Lydda in Saran saw him. And what they do? They turned, they turned to the Lord. Look at uh, what happens again in verse number 42. And it was known throughout all Joppa and many believed in the Lord. Oh, please write this down. Number three, a difference maker. Their actions make Jesus Christ known. You say, what's the difference between number two and number three? I'll tell you why. Their actions make Jesus Christ known. There's a difference in doing and giving Jesus credit and then when people actually turn to Jesus Christ. People, look with me again in verse number 35, and all that dwelt Elida and Saran saw him and turned to the Lord. In verse number 42 again, and it was known throughout all of Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. See, Peter went out to make a difference. He did it and gave Jesus all the credit, and others then that saw it, others that were a part of it, those in these, in these areas of, of Israel here that didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, they became believers in Jesus Christ. Why do we want to go out and make a difference in the life of other people? Why do we want to give Jesus Christ, Christ all the glory and the honor and the praise and all the credit for what he's doing? Because we desire that those that are helped, they turn their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, their actions made Jesus known. You know what they learned? They learned that others realize that Christ loved them the video that we played last week, the, the pastor of that neighborhood church, he said something that has stuck with me. He said that there were, there were people that, that think that God hated them. And because someone was willing to make a difference, now they know that God loves them. Boy, that hit me. Because never in my life did I ever think that God hated me. I, I grew up in a Christian home. I, I grew up going to church nine months before I was born. I grew up then going to, I mean, I don't know life without going to church. I've heard since I can remember that God loves me. I've, I've sung since I can remember Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. I've always, since I, since I can remember, I remember being told that Jesus loves me, that God sent his son to die on the cross for me. And, and, and I remember that as far back as I can go back. Grew up in a home where both parents loved the Lord and, and loved us and cared for us and, 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 and just, just always had a, a loving home. And, and, and I, never, I never would have thought that God hated me. But there's people all around this world that don't have the same thing. 
There's people all around this world that, that, that grow up and, and they've been forgotten. They are people that have grown up and they haven't understood and, and sensed the love of Christ and, and heard that Jesus Christ loves them. And they, they grow up in conditions where they think that if there is a God, then why doesn't he make the change in my life? And why am I, why am I like this? Or why am I born into this situation? And they honestly, as that, as that slide last week, that screen showed us last week, there are some that believe that God hates them, but it makes uh, uh, someone that wants to make a difference someone that wants to go to the, some of the worst areas of Toledo, someone that said, I'm going to start a church, and, and no, we're not going to have beautiful facilities, and no, we're probably not going to have large offerings, and no, we're not going to have large paychecks, and no, we're not going to have the nicest things, but what we're going to have is a place in the neighborhood where people think that God hates them. We're going to have a place that shows them that God loves them. Well, that's a difference maker. It causes them to see something different. These here that were in Lida, these here that were in Joppa, they thought, they, they thought that the law, keeping the law would save them. They thought that, that doing good works would save them. No, they were introduced to the man, Jesus Christ, as we sung about today, as we sung about the cross, and we sung about the blood, and we sung about our Savior. They were introduced to the one, Jesus. They were introduced to the one that loves them. They were introduced to the one that gives grace. He's, they're introduced to the one that gives forgiveness. They were introduced to Jesus Christ. You see, Peter, being willing to be a difference maker, others knew Jesus Christ. They realized Jesus does care about their needs. You see, church, there's many, especially this time of year, we celebrate, we plan times with family, we put together lists to purchase gifts, and we sit around tables with family and laugh and enjoy time together. But I want to remind you, not everyone does that. Not everyone can. There are some that if they could sit around a table full of family with laughter, they would. But if they are sitting around a table and there's family, maybe there's not laughter. Maybe there's not family. There are some that have great needs and they need a difference maker to get involved in their life and point them to Jesus Christ. They need to know that Jesus Christ loves them and cares for them. I want you to write this down, number, number four, verse number 38. The Bible says this, and for as much as Lida was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come. They heard this tragedy takes place. Dorcas dies. She was one that was well-loved with the disciples here. She was one that was active, and we find that in the verse we'll read in just a moment. They hear, as they're mourning, as they're upset over this death of Joppa, they hear Peter's just a little bit down the road. Peter's just in Lydda, and if we could get to Peter, maybe Peter can come, and I want you to write this down, number four, a difference maker. It's, they're, they're ones that people turn to in tragic times because they know they can make a difference because they have a reputation of making a difference. You see, sometimes when people have needs, we get too busy. Sometimes our blessings Sometimes our lives, sometimes the many positive things 
if I could use that word, that God has blessed us with, sometimes that keeps us from ministering to those that have tragedies because it makes us get out of our comfort zone. It makes us have to move from an area of comfort and ease and messes up the time that we're enjoying to go meet the need in someone else that's having a tragedy. Listen, I find this a difference maker. They're ones that people turn to in tragic times. If you want to be a difference maker, then the reputation then of people that know you ought to be, when I have a tragedy, I need to get a hold of that person. I don't know. I don't know if they thought that Peter could raise her from the dead. It doesn't say that at this point in the scripture. But I know this, they were upset and they were mourning and they were hurting. And they knew this, if we could just get Peter here with us, he'll make a difference in our life. Church, I want to challenge you. Be one that people turn to in tragic times. But you have to be available for people. You have to live your life in such a way where people know that they're not going to bother you. I tell you, as a pastor, there's many a times Someone will say, I don't want to bother you or I hate to bother you. When I hear that, I think to myself, that's what I'm here for. I would never want someone to think that they're bothering me because they have a need. They're bothering me because they, they, they have a, a tragedy in their life and they don't want to bother. Listen to me, I think this, when someone has a tragedy in the church, they ought to be able to, to pick up the church directory and say, I know there's anybody there that'll come and help me in my time of need. I just need to pick a name. I, whoever, who's the first name I see, the first number that I can find, I know because they're part of a body of believers who want to make a difference. And hear me, church, we need to be a church that when tragedy strikes, we're the first people they call. I went down to the township a couple weeks ago and talked to them about some things. And I, I asked the township workers there, I said, do you ever think about our church? And the fellow said, yeah, yeah, we pass by. I pass by, I see it every day. I said, no, no, no. I mean, if, if, if tragedy ever happened, if a problem ever happened, if you ever needed any kind of spiritual help in this community, would our church be the first church you would think of? I said, that's what I want you to see us as. I, I want you to know that there's a place that doesn't just cause a lot of traffic at certain hours of the day, but that they're here to meet a need. And if you needed something, you had a, a critical situation and you needed something, if you needed prayer or if you needed a facility or you needed someone to care or you needed to uh, turn out an army of people to help you, I hope that the first place you would think of in this community is Monclova Road Baptist Church. You see, difference makers are those that people turn to in times of tragedy. Look with me with this. Number five, verse number 39, the Bible says this. Then Peter rose and went with them. And when he was come, they brought him unto the upper room and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. And I want you to think about this scene. Peter comes into this room, this upper room. And as he approaches the steps, he probably hears people crying as he enters into this upper room, as he comes up to this place, this room full of people, there are people with tears, people weeping, and, and they're showing Peter, these are the things that Dorcas has done. 
These are the garments that she made. Obviously, she was one that made garments and made coats. And, and I'm sure she made these for other people as they were showing off what she did, the kind of person she was. And I thought about this story. In John chapter number 11, almost a similar story takes place. There was one Lazarus that died. And the disciples send people to Jesus and said, your friend Lazarus is dead. And when Jesus comes into that place, Mary and Martha and all those around are weeping. I wonder if Peter's mind flashes back to that time when Jesus healed, uh, 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 Lazarus was raised from the dead and Jesus calls out Lazarus's name. And the Bible says in John eleven thirty five, 35, Jesus wept. As Peter enters this room, listen to me, difference makers, they're ones that show empathy and compassion for hurting people in their need. Listen to me, church, we need to learn to cry with people when they cry. The Bible says cry with those who cry, weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn, laugh with those who laugh. Hear me, church, not all the time is everything gonna be good. Not all the time is everything gonna be okay. We need to be a, a people, difference makers of, are those that, that show empathy and those that show compassion for those that are hurting. We need to ask God, put me in a place that affects my heart. I don't want to just go and do something good and leave and, and pat myself on the back and say, you did a good job today and leave people in the condition that they were in. I want to go and when we find people that are hurting, when we find people that have great needs, when we find people that are in tears, when we find people that are going through tragic times, stay with them, empathize with them, have compassion with them. Difference makers make it affect their hearts. Jesus wept. John tells the story in John 11 of Jesus and his friend Lazarus, and it sounds so familiar. And Peter behaves just like the example that he saw with Jesus. He calls out Tabitha by name, just like Jesus calls out Lazarus by name. He calls her out in verse number 40 by name. He says, arise. And, and just like Lazarus comes out of that tomb and, and he's, he's still in his burial clothes, she opens her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. Listen, he made a difference in the life of someone just like he saw Jesus do. Number six, and I'm done with this. If you would, please write this down. Look with me in verse number 40. But Peter put them all forth. He moves them out and he kneels down and he prayed. Turning him to the body, he said, Tabitha, rise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. Please write this down. Number six, a difference maker is one who draws strength from the strength giver. A difference maker is one who draws strength from the strength giver. Peter couldn't do this on his own strength. Something so interesting as we read this passage of scripture, when we find in the first part of this, when he is in Lydda and he heals the man of the palsy, he gives credit and gives glory to Jesus Christ. He says, Jesus Christ makes thee whole. When he comes down and he finds Tabitha there dead in that upper room and people are weeping and people are crying and, and they're showing all the things that, that, that Tabitha was involved in and he kneels down. Once again, the Bible says he prays. He realizes that his strength can only 
only come from the strength giver. Peter could not do this in his own strength. And old church, hear me today. I'm challenging us to be a difference maker. I'm challenging us just like Peter to go out and, and make a difference in his world. Go out and seek to make a difference in other people's lives. This generation needs difference makers in their lives. They need people to point them to Jesus Christ. They need Jesus Christ to be known. They need, they need us to have compassion as we minister to those that are hurting. But hear me, church, we cannot do this in our own strength. We must rely on the strength and the power of God. And Peter understood that. Peter understood as he knelt there and he prayed, he realized this, there was a situation in front of him that he could not fix in his own power. And whole, hear me, church, as we look out in this society, as we look out in this generation, we see things that we cannot fix in our own power. It's too big. It's too difficult. Boy, I, I, I think about just what society is today, the sin-filled society, the consequences of sin, the effects of sin on this world, and you see that, and, 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 and if you're not careful, it can be so overwhelming. We could look at all the needs of society today and say, it's just too much, it's too big, I don't have the resources to do anything about it, I don't have the, I don't have the strength in myself to try, my time is limited, there's not much I can do, I don't know if I can make a difference, and I guarantee as Peter looked at this dead body sitting there, he didn't have the power to do anything about it. He could have just walked away and said, listen, I mourn with you, I grieve with you, I hurt with you, but, but thank the Lord, she's in heaven one day. We'll see her again. That's not what Peter said. Peter knelt down. And Peter, we don't know the words that he said, but I know that he had to ask God for strength. He had to ask God for power. He had to ask God for permission. And Peter was able to do the impossible because he went to the strength giver. And I believe this church with all of my heart. We can do the impossible. We can make a difference. We don't just come and play church and come and, and enjoy our times together and then go out and live however we want to live. We come here to church every Sunday morning to find strength. We come here every Sunday morning to fellowship, centered around God's word. We sing and we bring glory and praise to an almighty God so that we can draw strength from him to go out and make a difference into this world. Show love to people that don't know love, but not your love, the love of Christ. Find problems. Listen, I want us as a church to face things that we in our own power don't have the resources to fix. And I want us to pray and say, God, we can't fix this. God, we can't do anything about this, but we know that you can. And if you'll heal this situation, if you'll fix this broken uh, 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 piece, if you'll, if you'll give us strength to, to, to raise this, this, this lady from the dead, we will be sure to give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. And Lord, we pray that people will be turned to you. Church, how many of you want to be a difference maker? I know I do. I want it to be said of this generation that there was a church, believers in Christ, that Monclova, the surrounding area, in Toledo, 
and the other, mar- other parts of this world were reached because there was a church that was willing to make a difference and give God all the glory. Father, 